science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Tech Garage. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we have quite a lineup for you. We're going to talk a couple of video games. We're going to talk about some in-home electronics. And we're even going to spend some time talking about brand new computers that are coming out of the market. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be way better than our last episode, which was the worst episode ever. Right. So. I mean, even coming into this, we did spend at least an hour prepping today. Uh, well, I mean... Not five, for this podcast. Yeah, yeah but, five, uh, Like five minutes for this, though. Right. Like, I mean, you know, we're professionals, so we can do that. Yeah. Okay, let's dive right into the first topic, which is computer sticks. Yeah. Is that kind of like uh, cheese sticks or chicken sticks? Or no, but sticks? Uh, it's like, uh, think of like a little memory stick. Okay. Except for a full computer on it. Built right into the memory stick. Built right into the memory stick. Maybe like a biggish memory stick, but, you know, like definitely same form factor. Like like your finger size, thumb size, maybe. Depends on the My size. finger of how... or thumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, who's making these? What can I expect to find on them? And when do I get to buy one? So I don't know all the details yet because we didn't really do that much looking. But I actually noticed this. <laughs> I actually noticed this uh, about a week ago. Uh, Intel made an announcement that they were going to be putting out a um, computer stick with uh, Windows 8.1 um, as well as a Linux uh, version. Um, and they just plug these sticks directly into, say, a TV. You plug it into the HDMI port on a TV. And, boom, and you have a full-on computer. Now, I assume it's sort of a slow-powered computer, but you know, probably still better than like a Surface RT. Uh, <laughs> right? So uh, I can either confirm or deny that the Surface RT sucked. Yeah. Um, but what, so, A, so I saw that. That came out. Um, right. As I was doing, I was reading more on it. I saw that uh, Google's actually releasing a similar device they're calling it like a Chrome bit, I think. Okay. Um, same form factor that then has the Chrome OS on it. Um, so you've really got all of a sudden, and they're all coming out right about now. I think the Google one was supposed to come out. All of these announcements just came out in the last couple of weeks. So I think they're slated for the next month or two. I don't have actually release dates. But also all around 100 bucks. Yeah, I know I saw some uh, internet discussions around the Raspberry Pi going the same direction. Yeah. You can now get a Raspberry Pi stick, which is exactly the same kind of thing that you're talking about. Well, and Raspberry Pi now uh, will support running Windows. So before, yeah. uh, if you, you could only run Linux on it, uh, which is fine for you know folks who are all techie and, and understand Linux, but for a, a large swath of uh, the population, that's uh, maybe a little, little too much to just buy it off at once. Yeah, but let's be serious, though. My mom is never going to buy one of these. No, that, that's true. Like uh, my my dad is just gonna look at it and go hmm I don't know yeah so yeah, true true yeah th this is going to be tech geeks playing with it and having fun yeah uh, interestingly enough actually one of the guys on my team um, the last two three weeks ago he uh, we had a interesting work issue where we had to have a, a very particular build of Windows to do some testing with and so he was like well we got a whole bunch of people on the team what am I gonna do hmm. Let me just make Windows boot off of a uh, USB key. Yeah. So he uh, has actually about 10 keys now. You can plug them into any computer. Windows will boot up on it and just use the resources of the computer like it was its. Nice, nice. I mean, it doesn't use the hard drive or anything because that's you know already dedicated. But yeah. Same RAM, same video card, everything. Just 
I plugged it into my Mac, interestingly, and uh, went into the bootloader to, you know, show me all the pretties on there. So I guess like Windows or Mac OS or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I had the USB key plugged in and it didn't show. I'm like, oh, dude, your shit sucks. I can't use it on my Mac. I'm like, oh, hold on. Unplug the USB key, plugged it back in, immediately showed up on the bootloader. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hit enter, booted right into uh, the uh, customized OS. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was pretty slick. Uh, those kinds of things have always been a little bit interesting to me because y- y- there's so much you can do with your own useful build of a computer that you're used to versus like, I know when I go to my parents' house and I have to do anything on their machine, Yeah, it's impossibly difficult. Mostly because dad has like nine versions of windows from windows 95 to, uh, you know, well, I think he stopped at seven cause it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I remember like years ago you were working on an idea for a car computer. Yep. Like a small, like to get one of the like micro box PCs yep. and build it into a, in a car. Uh, the technology's progressed to a point where that's not even a problem anymore. Well, yeah, every car these days does have uh, computers built in. I mean, if you look at it, actually, most of the infotainment centers are just that, right? Yeah. Uh, and interestingly enough, I saw that uh, Pioneer is now releasing uh, CarPlay, which is the iOS-inspired uh, integration for a car. Oh, okay. So you can get an aftermarket. Uh, yeah, uh, CarPlay, which is the kind of Apple, which was car why, you, which before you needed a what, like a BMW or you still need to, if you want it integrated, like you have to buy one of the. Uh, I think there's 18 or 20 different companies that have CarPlay. Uh, when I get a new car, I'll be buying one of those just so that you know. So hey, you why can, not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let me. This actually wasn't on the show notes, uh, but uh, since we we're talking about Apple stuff, um, something new came out in the last week. Uh, I believe you're talking about the Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how is it? So I have not actually gotten a chance to go play with one yet. It's yeah. on my to-do list, but uh, it's been a rough week. And so like, I haven't been able to sneak out of work to go do uh, play with Apple Watches. Uh, what I will say about the Apple Watch is um, Apple may have found the magical inflection point. Of things that you won't buy? Exactly. So from uh, Apple. Exactly. Yeah. So um I really want an Apple Watch. I really want a particular Apple Watch. I want one of the uh, larger screened ones and I want a metal band on it, right? Yeah. So it looks basically like the watch I have right now just with a whole bunch of cool computery stuff in it. Yep. Now, the approach Apple's taken is they said, "Hey, we're going to make this awesome watch that just by default the watch is going to cost 3 to 400 dollars somewhere in there. Yep, and that sounds within that, like reasonable. That's about a little less than an iPhone. Yeah, so that that makes sense to me. You had to do a bunch of work to cram a whole ton of computer crap into a little itty bitty tiny watch. Yeah. I totally get that. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. I'm in for probably 4 or 500 dollars whatever when I get the band that I want. And then the pricing comes out. The band that I want, which is a metal band people, it's made out of metal, like little links. Yeah. Not yeah. like the silly-looking uh, chainmail one or any of those weird-looking leather-wrappy ones or the ones that have just strange, big-ass buckles that look kind of like women's shoes or like Quaker shoes, right? None of that shit. Just a regular metal band. Yeah. Like is on almost half the men's watches out there. Would you pay $150 for that? For the band? For the band. That seems a bit much. That seems a bit much, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is where Apple just absolutely kicks you in the nuts. 
$450 for that metal band. For the band. So for you're band. up to nearly $1,000 for, thousand the, watch for the watch that I want. Yeah. You know what this feels like to me? Imagine that, uh, say, Kia, the car maker, said, we're going to make a $5,000 car. You can, you can get this $5,000 car. This car for you for five thousand. That sounds like a great deal. That's yeah, a good deal for a car. Five of course, grand. you have to use the custom Kia wheels for this car, and they're five grand a piece. Right. So now you're up to twenty five grand, and you're, you're like, like, hey, eh, you're dick bad. Twenty five grand for a Kia? Like, eh. yeah. If I want to spend twenty five grand, I can go buy like a real car. A real car. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, price point there is a little shocking for me, and like anybody that knows me knows that this is kind of a surprise because I don't usually stop and bulk at price. Yeah. I mean. I've got what at the time was the top of the line MacBook Pro. You know, I've got two or three other laptops in the house. I've got a Mac Mini server. I've How many got an iPhones iMac. are actually in this house at this moment? At this moment, there are at least three iPhones in the house. I've got another probably four iPhones in the office. Yeah, like I've I've got at least two of the um, Apple routers in the house with hard drives built in. Yeah. I spend a lot of money on Apple stuff. So have you have you read any of the hands-on reviews from people that have uh, have some hands-on time on with, the, with the iWatch yet? Um, a lot of the hands-on reviews that I've read so far have been hopeful but not uh, positive. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I read one. And the overwhelming thing uh, from the guy who wrote, and I can't remember who it was from, um, was that it's like disturbingly slow. Was the the, the one takeaway yeah. that I had was that he really wanted that, like he wanted this bad, but actually in use, like he looks like he gets the notification. The notifications are coming in like too slow. He's actually yeah. having to force himself to not just look at his phone, as opposed to looking at the watch to actually use the watch. Yeah, and uh, the the articles I read were echoing the same thing, that while everybody really wants to use it because they've done a whole bunch of cool stuff, it's still in a very um, alpha-y phase. Yeah, now now that said, Apple has come out and said they've got some future updates that will be coming that should speed it up. Um, But I I would be in a wait and see, even if I was like a Apple fanboy, I think at this point I'd still be in a in a wait and see mode. Yeah, and that's where I'm at right now because I want to go get hands on with one. I want to play with it. I want to see how it works, um, and I'm waiting to see if maybe in another. Uh, well, I'm waiting to see. M- yeah. Maybe in the next couple months they'll release some patches that make it way better and everything's happy. Mm, okay, yeah. I don't know that I could get one right now anyway. If I wanted one, I think they're sold out. Oh really? Yeah, wow. I, I don't remember if that's true. In which case, their pricing was f- totally fine. Correct, because <laughs> suck at America. <laughs> um, now, I mean, uh, well, that is one way to look at it. There's Initially, being sold out of any product has a couple of things at play. Either A, you didn't make enough. Yeah. B, uh, you made enough. Uh, but that doesn't actually speak to if enough people purchase the add-ons, right? I would say... Because if, if you look at the watch that starts at $350. Yeah. Okay, did everybody buy the $350 watch? Did everybody buy the $500 watch? Did everybody buy the $500 watch with the $400 band? Right, right. There's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of factors in there on, on what sold out. But hopefully, you, you would hope that you don't sell out. Because if you completely sell out, that means you're under, you under, underbuilt. Underproduced, yeah. yeah. 
but you know, Apple has a uh, long and proud history of building just quite the right number of things for what they think they're going to sell and hitting it. Yeah, mostly. Which is kind of the, the if you hit that exactly, then you're perfect. It's way better than the alternative as a company. Having a ton of shit brick zunes laying around? Yeah. Basically, yeah. That. Who ever thought that that brown color was good? Too Wait, many... Didn't you try and sell me that the brown color was actually cool? I don't believe so. I think you're right. Re- I don't believe so. History. I never had a zune. Really? Nope. Okay, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe yeah. it was uh, Darren or Justin. The, uh, yeah. You, you don't want to have too many ET cartridges that end up having to bury in the desert somewhere. Uh, that did make for a great documentary later, though. Did, did you watch that? No, I didn't. It's uh, it's it's actually pretty good. It's, it's not a bad. Uh, Do you remember the flick. name of it? Uh, it's something something ET. Um, it, since Microsoft, so that's a really odd name. Something something ET. Yeah. Uh, since Microsoft produced it, it's actually free on uh, the Xbox Video Services. Oh, to, to so watch. let me just go ahead and. Uh, bring the rest of the audience up to speed in case they haven't actually spent the last number of months talking to Matt and I. Oh. There was a documentary film made recently about the unearthing of the E.T. video game cartridges, which was for the uh, Nintendo. Yeah. And that was notoriously Uh, one of the worst-selling games. uh, Atari. Oh, I'm sorry. Atari Atari. 2600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, that was my understanding of it before watching the documentary as well. Actually, watching the documentary was interesting. Um... The guy who made the E.T. game is the same guy who made Yars' Revenge. Do you remember Yars' Revenge? No. Yars' Revenge was one of the top-selling um, arcade game or, or, or Atari, Atari games ever. Like, it was one of the, uh, like, biggest games. Uh, he then went on and did uh, the Indiana Jones game. Ooh, I remember that one. That was fun. Which was really fun. Um, and then they got the contract to do the E.T. game, but he had like two weeks to do it in. Um, and he had this whole really ambitious idea of what he was going to do for it, and they crapped it out in two weeks. Um, there are some people who would argue that it's actually a wait, good wait, game. two weeks? Yeah. Uh, we've been working Something on like our that. own game for like nine months now. Ah, I'd say we've like actual time spent on it has been like two weeks. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, and the difference is, though, you know, when you look at ET time frame when that was built versus what we're building in Unity, you didn't have the Unity framework and, and the code framework of stuff that just right. built it for you. It was you. harder. It was much, much harder. Um, you had to consider, you know, what memory slot shit goes into and um, how many bits your your particular image could have in it. And uh, drawing which, the screen all yourself from scratch. It, it, stuff like that, yeah. Um, By the way, the name of the documentary, for those of you that are interested, is Atari colon Game Over. Oh, okay, yeah. I uh, just looked it up. Doesn't say anything about E.T. at all. Um, the uh, And not to ruin the documentary for anyone, this won't really ruin it. The reason they were throwing... But the ship was, sinks It the wasn't end. just E.T. games that they were throwing away. There was an overstock of all Atari games, and they threw a shit ton of all of them. Um, you know, stuff like Jungle Hunt and... Um, I love Jungle that was, Hunt. That was relatively popular into, you know, this this uh, landfill. And so it was, it was really just a emptying of a... Uh, of a um, warehouse. Right. Not so much a... We had too many Atari games. Um, I did play Jungle Hunt. So the... Um, 
I was on vacation this week. We had a rental house. The rental house had one of those uh, MAME consoles. Right. Um, you know, the, the retail ones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've talked about those on the podcast before. Uh, so I was going through, like, playing everything. A, I played the hell out of Karate Champ. Uh, remember the, the game with the two joysticks, and, and depending on which way you do them, the, the karate guy kicks yeah, yeah. or punches or whatever? Um, that game's stupid hard. For one, I, I I assumed it was stupid hard when I was a little kid. Is it Angry Birds hard? Relative, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it, so, yeah, I played the heck out of that. I played a great game called Quicks that I'd never heard of, which was this like a little uh, a thing flies around the screen and you need to box it in until you have 75% of the screen. I'd never heard of it, hmm. but it was it was a lot of fun. Interesting. Um, yeah. So Those main uh, controller games are great. Yeah, they are. Uh, but on there, what reminded me of that was that they had the original arcade version of Jungle Hunt, which I'd only played like once when I was a little kid. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played the arcade version. Yeah, way better than the Atari version. The Atari version kind of sucked. Huh. Yeah. I used to stay up late at night playing Jungle Hunt. It was huh. awesome. Oh, at Justin. Yeah, house, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't have an Atari 2600. Yeah. Um, back to watches, though. I do have a... Since... Uh, the Apple Watch launched, and I was a little taken aback with the price. And through some miraculous machinations of my wife's travel, she had a bunch of airline miles that were going to expire. Yeah. So she, uh, I was having a bad day at work, and she's like, do you want to spend some money? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to spend some money. She never wants me to spend cash. So whenever she's like, you want to go buy something? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, just whatever we're doing now, drop it. I'm going to go spend money. Uh, but she's like, well, I've got all these airline miles. I'm like, oh, damn it. Because, like, airline miles, what are you going to get from the airline right. like First site? class. Right? Ooh. Whatever. Yeah. She's like, yeah, they're about to expire. I need to use these. Why don't you go on the site and see if you can find anything you like? I'm like, oh, cool. So I go to the website. Spent, like, an hour and a half there. They had cameras, iPhones, iPads, like, everything you could imagine on this website. It was like shopping at Best Buy. Uh, but I found myself having an issue because I was like, ah, I want to buy an iPad. Because I could use a new one. My old one's getting on in years. But, uh. Uh, I'm just spending points. It feels silly to spend airline points and then go throw my own money. Right, right. Throw an extra three hundred dollars on top of that. To, exactly, because yeah. like I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna buy an iPad. They're too expensive for the one I want. Ooh, they had the Garmin Phoenix Three running watch, which was actually a running watch I looked at uh, what a year ago before yeah. I bought my uh, current running watch, which yep. is made by TomTom. Tom. Tom Tom. Now, my TomTom running watch is awesome. Totally dig it. Um, But the Garmin one has a ton of really cool stuff on it, too. Yeah. And I didn't buy the Garmin at the time because it cost $500. And the TomTom cost $150. Yeah, it's kind of a difference. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Look, I can get it for free now. So uh, next week I should be getting my Phoenix 3 in. One of the cool things on it is it does have notifications. Very cool. So when my phone gets text messages, they will show up on my wrist. Very cool. Which, you know, not quite in the same integrated magical fashion that they do supposedly for an Apple Watch. But uh, my Garmin watch should be actually really cool for hiking, too. It looks like you can put it in a low battery mode. Yeah. And it'll just kind of track and breadcrumb everywhere you've been on a trip. So Very nice. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, after that comes in, I'll uh, do a review on it and talk about how cool it is. So I had a... Uh, also, not on the show notes. We're just going off off the track completely here. Um I think early on uh, in the show, we talked about the Connects. Yes. And um, I don't know if we ever talked about the Xbox One Connect. I think we did. I would be surprised if we hadn't. So mine, bro- so mine broke uh, a few weeks ago. 
and I didn't realize how much I'd, I'd started to use it for telling, controlling the volume, turning right. the TV on, turning the TV off, doing stuff. Um, well, the voice commands still don't work very well. I had apparently gotten to the point where I actually used them a lot. Right. Um, and so, like, one day it just stops working. You're like, oh. So I futzed around with, like, oh, let me see if it came unplugged, plug it back in, unplug it, do all that stuff. Eventually, ended up going, like, ah, it seems like it's broke. Uh, contacted, you know, the Microsoft support. I'm like, ah, God. Like, there's a little form you fill out, and it, it, it checks on what your uh, warranty status is, like, whether mm-hmm. it was... Uh, when I did it, I was a week out of the warranty state. Balls. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, this just like is awful. Like, I can't believe like it's going to cost me like 100 bucks. Do I really use this thing 100 bucks worth? Well, like that was the like I was kind of doing the same math of like I yeah. don't really at this point. I really hadn't realized how much I used the connect because it had only been broken for 10 minutes. Um, and I didn't really feel like I wanted to spend 100 bucks on fixing it. So I go and uh, like, oh, hey, there's a like talk to support guy thing here, like chat on the internet. Yep. And uh, I know a lot about that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I talk with the support guy, and he's like, uh, I'm like, hey, here's the deal. It, it stopped working. I went through all the troubleshooting steps you guys have on the site, and uh, my warranty expired a week ago. He's like, oh, let me go talk to my like, let me go talk to people and see if I can get this approved. They approved it. I sent it in. Got the new one back yesterday. It feels so much like I. Like, You're like, oh my god, I've come home. I feel so much better. Yeah, um, it just it just works better. Thing it actually, yeah, it's it is useful. So I know how you feel um, with the Amazon Echo that we have in the kitchen. Oh yeah, I've gotten so used just to walking into the kitchen, going, Alexa, play the Beatles. Yeah, and I'm cooking dinner. Uh, Alexa, volume two. What was that, honey? Oh yeah, yeah. So da 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 da. My wife leaves the room. Like Alexa, volume three. Yeah. Like. Nobody's business. If I could get to do podcasts, that would be. Oh, I should send that in. So yeah. the. Uh, By the way, I never got anything back from Amazon on the uh, other one that you wanted me to buy for you. It takes a while sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the in, this week they so, and I'm gonna have to add the Echo to the show notes now too. Uh, the Echo is really awesome in that they keep adding features to it like every week, basically. Yeah. Like uh, this week, they included the ability to control. Um, some of the home electronics things, right? Like the little, I don't remember who manufactured them all of a sudden, but there's at least two companies that have either automated, automatic switches, automated lights, things oh, that so you like just plug in. The it, Internet of Things type stuff. Yeah. And yeah. literally, I got an email in the morning, no work on my part, nothing I had to do. I just came home. I don't even have any of those devices, but I was like, Alexa, turn on the living room lights. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You don't have haven't bound any of the connectors yet. Please say these words to uh, wire up your connectors. Oh, Oops. nice! I was like, yeah, yeah. holy crap! Not only it, did like she's ready to go, but she also has recognized that I didn't do the right setup yet and is telling me what to do. Right, right, very cool with my voice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, I'm super excited all the time to see uh, what Alexa has or what the Echo has to offer me. Yeah. So getting on to uh, back onto the show notes uh, and the Internet of Things, um, I had a um, impulse purchase yesterday while nice. I was at Target. Uh, so we needed a new uh, Fitbit band for, uh, for Amy's Fitbit, and uh, we were at Target mm-hmm. purchasing a new one of those. Yep. And uh, there was sitting right there, like there was only one left in the store, or in that area at least, right. the, the Fitbit Aria um, scale. 
Yep, it's a and, good scale. Yeah. I got one. And I knew you had a internet scale. I didn't know it was that scale. Uh, yep. So I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to purchase one of these. That way, like, I can start logging my weight regularly. Yep. Uh, without having to log it because that's a pain in the ass. And the Fitbit uh, app that goes that shows you your weight is actually pretty handy. Yeah. So it it's all good. yeah. And and I was like, and then I can ha- it works for multiple users. I can like set this up for Amy so like it logs hers for her too separately. Yep. I had actually a few years ago when I was w- working on tracking my weight, I had a I have a mirror right in my bed bathroom where where the um. Uh, my scale is. I right. was logging my weight with a with a dry erase marker on the like on the mirror. Yeah. I, now I just step on the scale. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, I so I've been using mine for oh, I don't know almost two years now I think, and it is awesome. Like as far it hasn't ran out of batteries yet. I'm still not sure how that happens. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things that are annoying about it. Um. One of them being when, so I've been shopping at the butcher shop a lot to get meats. I got a corned beef for Easter and was like, I don't remember how heavy this was. Okay. Mm, I'm going to go weigh it. So I walked in there, stood on the aria while holding the corned beef, stepped uh. off, waited for the aria to sink and do all of its business, which takes, in the morning when you step on the scale and walk away, Yeah, it's not frustrating. When you want to take multiple readings really quickly, super annoying because it still has to sync all the data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that reminds Plus, me. Plus, then it registered you as five pounds heavier than you were for one year. Yeah. Logs, you had to go in and make it not you. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, the so while the scale is designed to be able to tell people apart, it can have a hard time when people weigh close to the same weight. I kind of suspected. Uh, there is, my wife and I are basically about the same size, uh, height wise and body mass wise. The main differentiator is I usually have, um, uh, probably 20 to 30 pounds on her Yeah, just because, you know, I'm a guy and she's not. When I was losing weight going to the last half marathon and my weight was basically the same as hers, um, there was no... Uh, differentiation between us in the morning. I mean, she was still weighed less than me. Yeah. But all of a sudden, all of her weights were showing up on mine. Uh, so I had to, like, go in daily and remove them. Or, yeah. yeah. But again, uh, that's probably not... Most men are probably a larger form factor than me. So Yeah, that's probably not going to be a problem for me for, like, another 100 pounds or so. Uh, I would be surprised if it's not more than that. Eh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the scale's awesome. Everybody go buy one. You've had yours for, you said yesterday? Yeah, since yesterday. So you haven't had a lot of chance to use it yet? No. Like, you know, setting it up and then stepping on a whole bunch of so setting it up. And then uh, and then what's this morning? Yeah. So. But yeah, I love it. It's been awesome. One of the best scales I bought. Uh, let me know how it does for you on the fat percentage. I've noticed wild variation on the fat percentage. I noticed even yesterday, uh, like a fifteen percent difference from the first time I stepped on it till till this morning. So wow, that, seems, that is crazy. Yeah. So I only notice about a five or a six percent waiver on it. But yeah, uh, that, that still seems even five or six percent seems uh, yeah fairly inaccurate. I I think it's, though it's, it's doing the uh, electrostatic thing. Uh, it or it may not be electrostatic, but it's using like little shock waves that shoots through your foot. Yeah, it, uh, if your feet are wet, it does really well. If they're dry, not so good. Also, based on your your uh, your hydration and other things like that, it's it's yeah. really variable. So hydration is the volume of beer you drink, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah. good. 
Okay, so enough talk about scales. Let's talk about ways. Oh, yeah. So uh, Matt last week or the week before was talking about ways, and I was like, hey, I haven't used ways in forever. Meh, I'll download it. Downloaded it. And then didn't turn it on. And remember, the, the reason I don't use Waze is because you have to remember to turn it on when you're driving. Yeah. And it doesn't just automatically start. But I ended up sitting in Maple Valley Highway, a road by my house, for about an hour and a half one day because of, I don't know why, about 10 minutes in, I'm like, hey, let's open up Waze and see what's going on. And then it showed me all of the, you know, cops up ahead, accident up ahead, fatality. The, uh, the cops, so I used it for the first time this week. We were down in California, did a bunch of driving. Uh, the, and I was a passenger, so it was easy to like futz around with it a whole bunch while I, while we were driving around. Um, the cops up ahead feature I really liked. Um, although I don't think I ever saw cops when it said there were cops up ahead, but it does give you the whole, like, then it pops up with like, Hey, was the cop really there? Yeah. Um, so you get like the whole, it's, it's, it feels very sourced aspect of it is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and and the the speed and a bunch of stuff like it seemed very accurate for um yeah and I was yeah. surprised at how many users because it says like how many users are nearby and it would be like twenty thousand users are nearby I'm like did, Jesus that's a lot of freaking people using this did you see there was an option to like Waze chat or Waze tag people yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed if you if I saw somebody on there I could actually send them a message. That feels weird to me. It does, doesn't it? What, what are you going to Like, I don't... Hey, man, you got a nice yeah. car. Hey, or, you're going fast. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense Good to me. driving. Wow, you've got a lot of points on ways. Yeah, do you want to be ways, buddy? Like, I, yeah, it, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't... It, Although it would be interesting great. if I was looking at it every day and I saw the same people, like, I, in I the commute, maybe. A, I don't know. I think there's a social aspect that it brings to driving. That is something that I will never actually avail myself of because I am, you know, antisocial. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't use any of the social networking items, really. I mean, I have Twitter and Facebook and, uh, well, Twitter and Facebook. And, and, and Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook and Twitter. But I don't use them. But I can see where people that are like more... Do you, do you do the Instagram at all? Oh, I do have Instagram yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, at, at best, I just lurk on all of those. Snapchat? Nope. Lurking is not even right. I get pop-ups on people's birthday on my phone, and I'm like, "Ah, that's annoying. I should turn that off. Yeah, I have a uh, a thing. So I I Facebook a lot more than you do, I think. Um, But I have a general um, principle that I avoid the happy birthday thing on Facebook because I'd be saying happy birthday to somebody every day. Oh, no, no, no. And actually, it feels like it loses meaning when everybody says, oh, happy birthday. And like, I appreciate it when people tell me happy birthday, but I feel like if I'm saying happy birthday to some random dude on my Facebook every day, it doesn't really have like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't say happy birthday. Like, I got a pop-up today for one of my friends who I know it's his birthday and I'm going to his birthday party later tonight. I got a pop-up on my phone that said, it's Dace's birthday. I was like, ah, God damn, annoying <laughs> notification. I got that pop-up too. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, yeah, and so I know that some people out there, probably nobody that's ever going to listen to our podcast may feel bad about this, but if it's my birthday, you don't have to Facebook notify, like say a happy birthday, because like, I'm like, God damn it, annoying, 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 because I get like, I don't know how many. You get no messages on Facebook for 364 days out of the year. Right. The only messages I get from Facebook are from Matt's wife. uh, Yeah, you get those. And happy birthday messages, and that's it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, wait. I do occasionally get event notifications to Facebook, but uh, I get a text message from my friends going, uh, dude, I just posted this on Facebook. You should show up at my house at this day at this time. Uh, yeah, because they know. You're, 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 yeah, you're, yeah, anybody that I hang out with knows that Facebook is not a good way to get to me. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, all that to say that there are people out there that probably actually enjoy the social aspect of ways. They even meet people and friends and have a good time. So what's next on our agenda here? You wanted to talk about Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, jeez, uh, a couple months ago, uh, we talked about games that we liked, uh, and one of them was Duet, uh, which was a game that we yep. saw at, at uh, Penny Arcade about, like, a couple balls spinning. So the guys that did uh, Duet came out with a new game called Black. Uh, I installed it this week while I was traveling around and started playing it. It's, uh, it's a really interesting uh, um, game mechanic. There's a, there's a ball on the screen. And you do a swipe, basically, with your finger. And the ball will follow the path of that swipe. And then you have to um, collect little balls on the screen. So you control it by doing the initial swipe. And then it just repeats that, that action. Um, and then it'll bounce off one wall. And then it'll... So you can kind of, like... If there's, like... Imagine if there's, like, two balls. You could do a, a sort of a swipe. And it'll go collect the one ball and bounce back and collect the other ball. Black was actually a Apple Design Awards winner for 2014. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I guess it's uh, not that new then. It's but. the Kunabi, Kunabi Brothers is I, the uh, company. I, okay, sure. Um, the initial stage is really easy. Uh, it gets increasingly more difficult uh, in that the, uh, the sort of container balls, the balls that like block you from getting the other mm-hmm. balls, become in like a grid. And so you have to uh, eventually basically... I would say program the ball, right? right? So you do a swipe of like, you know, uh, um, a design of, you know, up one, down one, left, right, uh, and then and then let it go, and it'll repeat that design multiple times to go through the grid. Oh, nice. Um, it actually looks like Black has won a ton of awards. It won Best Game at the Vienna Content Award in 2013, Best Mobile Game for... Uh, Maybe it came out before Duet then, if it was out since 2013. Maybe Casual I just Connect. discovered it, but I really liked it. And it got an excellence in innovation for the IMG Awards in 2014. So, like, wow. there's a lot of uh, positive. It's uh, to say. it's definitely reaches some difficult points, and you're you're you have to be a little creative in the way that you think of solving the puzzles. And uh, I definitely hit some points there where I was playing through, and I'd hit a stage, and I'd I'd go through and do it, and then I'd watch it go through, and it, d- it really did feel like I just programmed that ball to do these steps in the way that I designed it, and then it went through and and uh, and and retraced, basically ran the program. I mean, in a very simple right. mode, but yeah, uh, that's actually very, pretty very cool. cool. Yeah, uh, it looks like I downloaded Black, but never played it based off of our conversation. Oh, okay. Because what you're telling me does not sound familiar, even though I have it. <laughs> Like, I just looked it up in the App Store, and it's actually showing up as I can download it again, which oh, means... that you've downloaded it before. I purchased it, actually, huh. it looks like. So I think the last topic we had to talk about today is one of our perennial favorites, which I think gets more airtime than, you know, most anything. Uh, DirecTV? That's correct. <laughs> I know. We're, our, our TV watching is We should really uh, have crazy. them sponsor us. By the way, uh, so before I get into my DirecTV hardware, did you watch iZombie yet? <laughs> Have I watched iZombie? <laughs> so you've seen them all. You're uh, all yeah, caught up now? Yeah, I'm all caught up on Was, was I correct? It is, That's a it's, badass show. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you that have listened before, you'll be aware that uh, mm, I tend to have uh, some 
guilty pleasure TV shows. Buffy, uh, Angel, uh, Veronica Mars. iZombie is like all of those jammed together. Well, not only that, you love cop shows. I have to watch a lot of cop shows because of my wife. You love cop shows. <laughs> and it seemed to fit both of the supernatural and the cop show and the weird, like, uh, something about the lead character being a cute girl. If they, uh, if they could just add some kind of misanthrope into the show, it would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, if you watch the show, the uh, main bad guys that are building him up is Julian Sark, who was on Alias. I, I know. That was the other thing I told you. I was like, hey, it's got the guy from Alias. You'll love it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I haven't, I haven't watched the most recent episode, so, I, so don't ruin it for me. Uh, but... Um, I don't know if I ever went into this on the show, so I'll go into a brief diatribe. Um, it must have been like five or six years ago. I'd been on AT&T or Comcast. And you became a zombie? No, no, no. I, I just I got pissed because um, Comcast, like the, the receivers were just shit at the time. Um, and I think I'd been like I'd been watching TV. So here's what actually happened. I had been actually on a um, internal uh beta software version that Microsoft was providing for Comcast. Um, yep. Totally random weird thing. Um, and then I think they actually rolled it out to all of Western Washington was running this Microsoft software yep. and everybody else was running whatever else Comcast ran. And I actually liked that software version. It, it was, I kind of mm-hmm. was, was into it. pretty good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't great. The hardware was still a little flaky, but, uh, Comcast decided to go with uh, TV Guide software instead, right? And so they upgraded everything to TV Guide, and my it's the the experience immediately went downhill, like significantly, and so much so that like the box would crash regularly. So you're like watching TV, and your your TV box reboots, and I'm like, that would be annoying. This and bad. is super bad, annoying, and I think it happened to me one night at like midnight. Uh, while I was watching some show, and I was just like, "This is this is stupid." I'm calling direct, and, and I immediately called direct. Like I called Directv at like twelve thirty or one a.m. in the morning, and said, "Can you schedule a guy to come out here and hook me up with Directv?" And uh, and they did, and I've been on Directv, and, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is great. This is like this is so much a better experience." Yep. Now this was five or six years ago. Um, Things have progressed a bunch since then. I've been running the same hardware for yep. five or six years. Um, the one thing that I was always a little bit frustrated with with the with the old boxes, which was the HD twenty or something like that, I don't know, uh, was the response time when you'd hit the controller and you'd want to switch channels or something um, was incredibly slow. Yeah, that's been uh, when you look at my Direct TV setup. I've got a Direct TV box and I've also got a Harmony eight eighty, I believe. And my 880 adds a little bit of lag. The TV adds a little bit of lag. Um, and there's actually times where you press a button and you don't think you've pressed it, so you press it again. Then you still don't think you press it, and you press it again. And all of a sudden, it starts to go yeah. like a lot. So about a month ago, one of the... So I had two DVRs. I had two DVRs, and then in the kids' rooms, I had just basic boxes. Um, one of the DVRs started getting flaky. It was kind of rebooting on its own and from like... Bad kinds of stuff. Yeah, kind of like the old Comcast box. So I, um, I called DirecTV and I'm like, hey, I, I've been on this stuff forever. Can I, like, A, I got this one box that's having some hardware problems. And then can I upgrade everything else, like, for free? Yeah, how's that going to help me? Yeah, what, how, what can I do here? Work what, with me. What can you do for me? So they were like, yeah, well, uh, they shipped me in the mail a re- hardware replacement for the one box, which was 
newer hardware, which that's nice. That alone removed almost all of the leg. Uh, and then he's like, and then we'll we'll send you the the genie device for your other one, and uh, your your two in the bedrooms for the kids. We'll uh, we'll send you the the genie uh, satellite boxes. So now my whole ho- so a I got completely new hardware for for everything. This didn't cost me anything. Um, they're all uh, like I don't know a hundred times faster than they used to be. There's almost no leg when switching between things, and. Um, they all work as a single DVR unit now. So the two DVRs upstairs and downstairs are in sync. They seem to, like, I don't know where stuff records. I think it just gets clouded between them. I don't actually care. Um, I seem to have a bunch more space now. And the two, like, satellite boxes can watch DVR stuff now, too, which means my kids aren't, like, trying to watch TV in my room because they recorded something up there. Yeah, and it does look like they can... Record up to five simultaneous streams. Yes, I don't have any conflict issues anymore. That's nice. Yeah, I'm just pulled up the uh, website for this. Yeah, so I believe actually the genie can record two simultaneous, five simultaneous streams, and then the box I have upstairs can record another two. So Whoa, hold it, on. Now this is totally and absolutely useless for me, but actually a really neat feature. Uh, you can tell it what your favorite sports teams are, and it will just make sure that all of those are recorded. Yeah, that's not really helpful for me either because I'm just going to watch all the Seahawks games and everything else I don't care about. Right, but I'm guessing if, like, let's say you're a fan of a couple of college teams or maybe right. you're from... Or, or baseball or basketball, which have a bajillion games yeah. a year. And, like, trying to find when they're all at could be annoying. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. No more inconvenient boxes. Enjoy all your entertainment and full HD DVR functionality in additional rooms without seeing extra equipment. All you need is a Genie Mini or a wireless Genie Mini for each additional TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I might actually have to call in and get this because I don't have TV. In my, like, I have a TV in my kitchen, Yeah. but I don't have direct TV plugged into it because I didn't have anywhere to put a box. Ah, right, right, right. And now you could get the wireless but if I, Well, one. I could even get a wired one. Yeah. If they have, like, the problem was I wanted a mini, tiny, itty-bitty box. Yeah, not a they massive. are, uh, those little boxes are roughly the size of your Roku. Yeah, see, that would be perfect because I can stack that right behind the TV with my Roku. Yeah. That would make my wife happy. Maybe I should do that. Is that, is that a good Mother's Day present? Oh, That's coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, it might be. Might be. Hey, honey, I got you a direct TV box yeah. for. Uh... Yeah, the guy also. So when the uh, when they when they mailed me the one box to set up, I'd never actually gone through a uh, direct TV setup. But you have to like specify what your satellite dish is and all this other stuff that I didn't know. So I had to go in and do a bunch of research, and that was kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, but my satellite dish, I noticed at the time, was like not. Uh, picking up all the signals correctly. So when the guy came out to install everything else, he's like, yeah, you need a new satellite dish, blah, 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 blah. Nice. Words, 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 and hooked up a new satellite dish and everything else. And yeah, they just did everything. Yeah, I think I am one of the lucky people that has quite possibly the most easy to get to satellite dish on the planet ever anywhere. Oh, yeah? Is it just yeah, on the ground Yeah, it's sitting on the hillside right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> like, it easy. Uh, it's literally about four or five feet up from my driveway. You just walk up a little hillside and boom. Right yeah, you there. got a lot more room here than I got at my place. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Ooh, hey, here we are with the uh, outro music. And you know what? I feel like we were right that this was a uh, much better episode than, uh, than last two weeks ago. Definitely. Weeks ago, I don't, don't want to throw myself off a bridge after having heard it. So. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. We hope to see you all again next episode. And uh, hopefully by then we'll have our new project out or a couple of our new projects. I think I think a couple. Or at least we'll be able to announce the, uh, the game. Sweet. Have a good day, guys. Bye.